Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are and wherever you're watching from, we're so glad that you're with us today here in the Visual Lounge. We're gonna move through some quick announcements and then we're gonna get to our guest, Christy Kodavan. And we're gonna be talking about being outside the box with Camtasia, some crazy stuff that you can do. We're gonna get to know Christy a little bit, find out some of the things that he's he's worked up that you can get inspired by, if you, if you will. First announcement. April is the month we are moving only to the Visual Lounge channel. So if you're watching this on the TechSmith channel, we're so glad you're here. But beginning our first show in April, it will only be available on the Visual Lounge channel. Of course, occasionally, once in a while, if it's really relevant, we'll post over on the TechSmith channel. But so start planning on watching over there, communicating over there. And if you haven't already, go subscribe so you never miss another episode of the Visual Lounge. Of course, the other thing is, you know, I just want to take a second to thank TechSmith. You know, I, I've been at TechSmith as an employee for a really long time, but they allow this to happen. They make this happen. And just if you haven't had a chance to try Camtasia or snag it, you're wondering what it's all about, go download a free trial. Make sure you give it a full run through because there are so many amazing things that you can make with both of those products. I know I use them basically every single day for, for my work and oftentimes for things that are not related to my work at home. So check them out if you haven't already. With that said, let's jump into today's show. So here we go. Christy Kodavan is a man of many talents and abilities. As a self-proclaimed do-it-yourself guy, he has built bespoke web-based applications, including building his own e-commerce platform. But he's got an artist's mind. He also works in graphic design, logo and branding, print work, multimedia, and of course, audio and video editing. He is also prolific at creating videos teaching Camtasia, often pushing the boundaries of what I would think is possible. In a recent video, he created an effect that reimagines picture-in-picture -picture talking head video with his head that is popping out, just like this if you're watching on screen, uh, with his head popping out of the circle. Not only is he able to create these awesome effects, he also teaches others how to do it as well on his YouTube channel. And with that said, let me welcome Christy Kodavan to the Visual Lounge. Hey everyone! Hi Matt! Thanks for having me. This is exciting. Chrissy, this Thanks. this this is awesome. Uh, you know, I know every time uh, of one of your videos, they often go around uh, TechSmith amongst the developers, among marketing, and we're all like, "He did what? Whoa! That's that's pretty <laughs> no, cool." No so, pressure. no pressure. You have you have a you have a lot of fans. Um, and I, for anyone who doesn't know your work, uh, go go check out your stuff because I think you're doing some pretty incredible things. But before we get to some of the out of the box thinking with Camtasia. I, you know, when I was going through looking at your background, you've done a ton of stuff. So what I'm really curious about is your background. What what led you to be the guy that's making crazy Camtasia? Now, I say crazy in a very uh, nice, elegant way, right? Like, what's led you to be that person making those Camtasia tutorials? I I don't know. I'm a very visual guy, and I did um, I do development and software software development and and those things. But I always look at everything through sort of a visual lens and i sometimes i don't you know when i when i look over someone's shoulder designing something or i see someone and i like oh maybe the margins should have been larger maybe something could have been done better or i watch some videos and it's like oh man they should have done this this way and this way and i you know i'm always like diy and like i said and I'm like, okay, you know, I, I should probably, I should probably just do my own thing. And I had to do some training materials for uh, like colleagues or businesses and things like that. So I, then I came many years ago. I, I honestly don't remember when I, I used Camtasia for the first time. But then uh, I found like, okay, it's a great tool for communicating uh, processes and kind of walking through people through a full workflow and stuff. 
But I feel like if you stay with the standard stuff, it's boring. And it's uh, not just boring. Yeah, it gets the message across. But then, yeah, let's do Let's try something else. And now every time I, I do a project, whatever it is, video design something, I try and put something special in there. So I think Camtasia is great for that because you can... The screen recording and all that stuff is all built in. And I always steer people away from other software because of the screen recording start, you know, even to start from there. But then I say, like, let's add some design stuff. Let's add something cool, something moving, even if maybe it doesn't really have to be there from a utility point of view. But just, yeah, there's that little pizzazz, you know, just just a little thing there. So... You know, don't go overboard, <laughs> then you get into a different kind of territory. But um, yeah, that's how I started. So I just like, I thought I, I could probably teach this because it's not difficult. It's very nice and it's creative. And, you know, there you go. So I'm okay. I'm doing <laughs> I'm doing them on YouTube. My YouTube channel started more varied, but I've quickly just kind of <laughs> designed all those videos in Camtasia now. And, and I'm kind of mostly Camtasia. I think 90% of my channel is Camtasia now. So, Yeah, well, I love what you said about the pizzazz, right? Like adding a little bit of effect, adding a little bit makes it visually interesting. We're drawn to things like movement and change and all that. So that's that's awesome. Uh, And yeah, we're grateful that you've taken on that challenge of doing it. I want to ask you before, again before we get into more kind of Camtasia specific stuff. I mean, you're you're a, a developer. You've written software and code and all that stuff. You're also uh, got that design kind of mindset. Um, and I'm wondering, and this is maybe a philosophical question of, of sorts. Like, how does that affect the way you approach some of the challenges? Like when you're thinking, like, oh, this needs to be spiced up. It needs a little pizzazz. How do does those do those kind of mindsets influence? the work that you're doing in terms of the creativity of what you make in Camtasia? Um, well, it, it does help to be a developer because you then have a, a bit of a different idea of what goes on behind the scenes in the software you're using. I don't know if that helps learn it faster or maybe, you know, kind of be able to do more things in that sense. Cause I, I, the applications I develop are web apps and e-commerce and all those things, nothing to do with Camtasia. But um, <laughs> I think now the developers may be having second thoughts about letting me talk, you know, look at the, maybe give them ideas or look into the beta versions because, um, you know, having a developer in there say, I, come on guys, this is easy to do. You should be able to do this in like five minutes. Cause I know, <laughs> you know, so it's kind of dangerous to have someone in there, but, it doesn't really uh, being a developer is is more like um, also thinking okay I'm trying to do something it obviously doesn't work hmm maybe okay it's maybe it's because of that maybe it's the underlying uh, graphic system and maybe the uh, button function is not connected to the thing with the the other thing so <laughs> then you kind of have an idea as a developer what could be happening in behind the scenes. But I don't. I don't think that inf- impacts uh, the way that you understand how the sort of the UI works. Maybe that. Maybe that too. But you know, kind of teaching people into how to use something. Yeah. Yeah. Could be. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Yeah. So it sounds like it gives you some structure of kind of like, well, if this is going to work in this way because of the way you would have to write that, right? Or or what might be an easier. You know. And I get. I have to be careful because I know. I often think, oh, that should only take. 
that should be easy, right? And it's for developers, I know it's never that clear because there's always mitigating factors, right? All these things that might be the reasons yeah. why it's never as easy as developer, we'd like to say. If you talk to a developer in the Camtasia team, they might go, well, you're asking me to do this thing. Okay, to you may sound easy, but for me, because I know everything that's under the hood uh, and, and how things are structured and built, um, you know, maybe it's not so easy. And I get this in the web design. Can you make a button that kind of connects this and give me a discount on the other thing? No, <laughs> these, are, <laughs> these are different things. I cannot just plug, you know, put Scott, you know, uh, sell a tape all over it and go, yeah, it makes put a hose in here and goes the other way. So it's it's not always, no, it's easy. But even though if you're not a developer, a lot of people approach, and talking about Camtasia, a lot of people are scared. They approach even other software, but Camtasia, like um, it seems complex and they approach it with fear. And even when they start, they, they think, oh man, this is complicated or any other software, it's complicated. Uh, how am I gonna learn everything? But this is not like, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's like you send your child to school first grade and uh, the first day of school, you don't tell them, oh, go there and learn all the equations and all the maths and everything and logic and become a doctor, please, and you know, see you at three or something. You don't do that because then they freak out. <laughs> like I'm not. So you just learn. You have to learn step by step. Just one thing. You know, one thing. One thing. You tell the child, go and make friends, have fun. You know, approach everything, even if it's comp, it looks daunting. Approach it with a, a bit of a fun attitude you know don't just go put pressure on yourself i have to delete you know, create this massive course or video or training material whatever fine but no one's asking you to make the full thing in 24 hours nobody's asking you to make it look like i don't know someone who's been doing it for 20 years or 10 years so just approach it and the attitude is just let me try this it's not going to explode it's not going to blow up it's not going to slap you in the face it may not work, it, but it may work. And you may like, oh, <laughs> so this is how I discover some of the function. Just explore and, and you know, don't be afraid. Yeah. So Christy, you make, you make a lot of videos. And like we said, uh, a lot of them kind of push the boundaries of what you might expect to be able to do in a program like Camtasia, right? Like you're like going back to that cutout, right? Like I, I literally never thought about taking the circle and making someone's like, look like they were coming out of it. So I'm curious, um, as you push against these boundaries and limits, uh, like you just said, it can feel intimidating. So you said kind of take it step by step. What, but what role do the constraints of, a, of a software play or constraints of kind of creativity play in terms of making things that are unique and interesting? Is, is that important or like do the constraints just hold you back? Well, depends on the constraints, I think. And, you know, at some point you get to some constraints and you go, all right, this thing cannot be done with this particular software. So then you have to go, okay, I have to find a different way. And, um, but constraints are great because if you just get a set of features, and I'm going to say to the developers, if they're watching, I can't wait for 2022. But anyway, uh, but if you said, uh, this is a set, a finite set of features and functions, that's it. That's it. You know, there's no new version until, <laughs> okay. So talking about just Camtasia. So that actually helps in a way because constraints uh, uh, encourage you to think creatively and you go, 
oh, right, well, I can't have something pre-built uh, from somewhere and I just plug and play, which actually, to me, sounds of, it's great to buy all those motion graphic things. You drop them in and boom, Bob's your uncle. You're, you've done it. But you haven't learned anything. Um, and until I, I got that idea in my mind, okay, let me, how, how can I overcome this? Can I actually combine one of these functions with another one and kind of get to where I want to? Can I use this particular function in a different way than not necessarily how it, than it was intended, but maybe someone didn't think of it. So just like you said, with the head popping up, that's a bit of a thing in, in design. When you do design, you, 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 you try and avoid putting things in boxes all the time. Everything is a box. Here's my box for my logo. Here's the box for myself. Here's the box for the text. Here's the box for the whatever. Everything is a box. I know videos are kind of rectangular, but um, why not have things jump out from somewhere? Just just kind of invade a, let, a little space. Just create a bit of space, invade some space, come out of some space, and there you go. You've got the talking head popping out of the circle, which I think is kind of creepy sometimes. <laughs> but... <laughs> But I think it works because it gives you that, okay, so there you go. There's no no longer the just circle. It kind of gives you more depth. It, it looks nice. It pops out. And that's, the, that's my... So constraints are great to a point <laughs> because, you know, they encourage creativity and they encourage you to think and they kind of develop your knowledge of the software. Like, okay, how do I remove uneven green screen? That's That's one of those things where... Lighting is not so great. Okay, my corner is dark. My sides, the sides of my screen. So then, you know, I got like the idea. Let me apply it twice. But how can I apply it twice? Nobody thinks. Let's apply the green screen twice. Right. I could. I could do it because. So then you kind of think, how can I do that? Now can I overcome that? So yeah, you you get to it. <laughs> Which makes me think. Uh, I I think I know how you might have done it, but that's a that's a fascinating thought, right? Because. I had the same, a similar type of challenge, like if you want to do any color correction, if you will, to camera video, you can only add one color at a time. So how do you add another color? Well, yeah, no one said mm -hmm. you can't group a single object <laughs> and add another color to the yeah, group, you right? Could not, you couldn't do that in 2019. You couldn't do that. Right. <laughs> so I thought, oh, some developer maybe thought about let's, let's allow grouping a thing with itself. <laughs> it's not really a group. But now I can, it opens up a bunch of things, uh, possibilities. You know, where, oops, sorry, my chair's gone funny. <laughs> so, um, yeah, 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 just just think about, I never thought about being able to animate, for example, in the uh, in Camtasia, in the, in the function that's uh, the effect that's remove a color, the green screen effect. Uh, the remove color effect turns out, by accident, I found out that you can no, not just apply it to a clip and kind of adjust the tolerance to get it to look nice, but you can animate those parameters and you can animate even the color that's removed. So, so I thought, okay, so if I use that for something else, if I use it and there's might be a video that you might be able to show where there's like some ink splatter expanding on, on the screen and revealing some images. Well, that is just this thing that I'm telling you, using the remove color effect in a very creative way and animating it. And you, I'm like, when I did that, I was like, man, if I do a tutorial, everybody's going to be blown away because it's so cool. 
and it was just an accident. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I wanted to say we've got we've got a number of questions that have come in, Christiana, and they're really good. So I'm gonna I'm gonna jump over to some of those. But I just for anyone that's watching live, obviously give us your questions. If you're listening to podcasts, you know that's one of the benefits of going to the live. We know that's not always possible. Email us your questions at thevisuallounge@textment.com. Maybe we can see if we can answer a few of them at least. Okay. So first question from our from our our chat because I thought this was really good. Uh, what's your favorite feature you use in video? Do you have a favorite video feature? Video or Camtasia feature? Uh, they, Chris Maybe used like, the word video. I'm I'm video. good with either. Um, I I would in video in general. I do like um, to combine a bit of motion tracking, um, but also because my my main use really for video is instructional design and. Um, I, I do like to present the material in a very nice and friendly way and, you know, just get the message across, but then animation would be, would be my thing. And that's also in motion tracking, but animation in general, I think it can be used effectively, not overdone. Cause if you start shading, shaking stuff around, you know, nobody's going to be able to focus on anything, but, uh, animation is great and you can combine animation with anything. So. You know, I would say animation, just being able to move things, animate, zoom, not just zooming in and out, but, you know, moving stuff to sort of provide an aid to presenting the, the information, like bringing in some progress bars on screen or showing the lower thirds and kind of making them come in in an interesting way, but not intrusive at the same time. There's a bit of a balance, a very thin line there. So, yeah, animation is... Yeah, I think that's... Camtasia, my favorite is the media mats. There you go. But everybody knows that. <laughs> well, you know, I love the, but I love what you're saying. Like it's, uh, it's a tool, right? Animation obviously can be overused, but it's drawing attention. It's drawing focus. You can use it to bring in information kind of subtly versus like just throwing it, boom, right there in front of everything. So I think yeah. that's a, a a really good one. And you know, even your types of videos, you got your screen recording, you got your camera video. There's whole. Uh, I'm trying to think of the word when it's just kind of like text, uh, like a kinetic text type video. You can do the animations with those to make. So there's yeah. so many great uses with that. Uh, yeah. Stan is asking another question, and and this is maybe uh, a little bit broader, bigger question, less video focused. But who who are you learning from today? Like, so who you know, you know, we'll get to. I got an inspiration question for you later, but I'm curious, like, who who are you watching or turning to to learn? that you think like, hey, they're doing a great job at teaching. And Chris, or Stan, if I've changed your question too much, you can tell Jesse in the chat. <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't, I can't think really of, um, in, in this video kind of thing, um, in the video department, let's call it, video editing department, um, I like to do my own thing. I'm, I'm not saying I, I know everything and I don't need to learn. Everybody needs to always learn something. I learn by doing a lot. So I, I can't really point to a person that, like, okay, I always go to them to learn stuff. Um, I mainly watch maybe the trends, I would say, you know, just what, what people kind of tend to do. So I'm more focused now on learning about marketing and, and kind of making video effective, not just making the video itself. Um, so, yeah, I would probably say that I can, I, I watch a lot of marketing stuff, but in terms of learning in, uh, for video, I guess I pick and choose from wherever, whatever I need. I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not the kind of guy that just sits down and watches a course from start to finish. You know, oh, all right. 
now I know everything there is to know about this. No. <laughs> so this is the attitude that I encourage also those that I train in Camtasia and other things. Don't be overwhelmed. Don't try and learn everything at once. Don't try and, and do everything at once. Just work on a specific project and just find out and just learn, look up the things that you need to know for this particular thing. So that has always worked out for me very well. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, I, th I think it's a great answer because I think oftentimes we get, it's easy to get caught up in the technicalities, I'll call it, of the of video creation, right? How do I edit? How do I cut? And those things are important at the end of the day. Like, how do I do these effects? But video, you know, video is just a package. It's a, just a piece of media and it's got to do a job. And the job might need some marketing. It might need, uh, you know, how to deliver it to a learner. It might need all these other pieces. Uh, so that makes a lot of sense to me that if you're already yeah. proficient at video editing, you're going to learn about the other parts of, of the process because you're you're doing a. It seems like you're doing an okay job, I guess, on the video editing, Christy. <laughs> you you know a thing or two. I, I would say if there's something that I I wish I knew faster would be um, figuring out keyboard shortcuts and, and tricks and things that make your work faster, not necessarily better, but faster. Because um, I'm, I even have to stop myself now when I record a tutorial with Camtasia, for example, there's also, I, I know two shortcuts, I'm going to do a video, by the way, secret shortcuts. But anyway, I, I now know most of the shortcuts. So I tend to use them all the time in editing. But then when I do a tutorial, I have to stop myself and kind of say, well, I better go and point to the thing not just do the shortcut because nobody people are going to miss and sometimes that's a problem some people do that on tutorials they just press something what happened i don't know what, what did i do so it can get so in terms of but for my work i would love to kind of always looking out for these tricks and kind of how can i make it faster mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> more efficiently so yeah. So uh, I'm going to say they got, there's two other questions. One from Jeff and Garth are really related, but I'm going to save them for our speed round because they're very similar to the speed round questions. So uh, Jeff and Garth, just hold with us for a few minutes. Um, I want to, I want to talk, you've talked a lot about learning the, you know, like foundational, learn the foundations, then kind of progress through kind of getting more and more uh, interesting, if you would say. Um, for you, if, if someone's coming to your channel and obviously they're seeing the really cool stuff that you're doing, and they're not quite ready to do those things. What what are some foundations everyone needs to know, whether in Camtasia or video editing in general? In in Camtasia, the I think the most confusing function that people find, and again, is animation. And they know what they're trying to do uh, to achieve, and they kind of try and use the zoom and pan functionality. So this is one of those things that I. Um, I always see a lot of people go, I use the zoom and pan on the thing and now everything is zooming in and out. So in a, a bit of a feedback for your team is honestly that tab with the zoom and pan, which is the default that shows up when you go to animation should not really be the default. They should let people use the animations, custom animations first. So what, here's my tip for everyone. If you learn how to use the custom animation, you never, you will never need another animation ever again. All those animations that you have in Camtasia pre-built, they are just custom animation with a predefined start and end point kind of thing. 
that's all there is. And I know that because I'm a developer. Here we go. You know, you go to the, <laughs> you know, I know what it does. It's not like they are different things. They just move your things from one point to another as if you had gone and done it yourself. And most of them, if you drag them to your clip and kind of go to the end and object, the initial animation is lost now because you've changed one of the keyframes. So this is what I say to everyone. Learn to master the custom animation, which is really just moving an object from A to B. Um, and then you will be to, you, you, you're, you're just going to have this revelation of, oh, I can do a lot of stuff now because I can move this to there and put that in and kind of enlarge something else, animate the colors. Oh, this is great. And that, none of this stuff can be included in those pre-made um, animations. So... That would be like my <laughs> go-to thing to go learn that. Yeah, I love it. So I, I want to talk about, okay, we, we, we titled this Camtasia out of the box, right? Like, so thinking outside of the boundaries of what Camtasia can do. And I think one of the big things is, I think there's a lot of people who are technically proficient. They, they can, you know, I'll take myself, for example. I know how to edit. I can cut things together. I can build a pretty good looking video. But to get beyond that, it takes a source of inspiration. It takes ideas. It takes, you know, uh, a little bit of grit to, to work on it. I'm curious for you, you're, you've got, I, I don't even know. I looked at your YouTube channel. I don't even know how many Camtasia videos you have. It was, it looked like a lot. I'm curious, where, where are you getting in your inspiration from? How are you coming up with these ideas, whether it's a head popping out or crazy effects? And we're going to look at some of those effects that you, you've got your a video for us. But uh, where are you, where are you? getting these ideas from like what's inspiring you because if i want to be i want to be inspired too to to try some things um well that's that's a kind of a difficult question to answer because like i said at the beginning i'm i'm quite a visual person and i i, I look at everything through you know even now i have in my in front of me a couple of windows open on my on my screen i it bothers me that one of them is overlapping the other so i'm going to just adjust that quickly. <laughs> um so what i mean is editing uh, looking at things through a visual kind of you see it everywhere so i used to do a graphic design logo branding um and book cover design which is a great source of inspiration for me looking at the kind of design trends in book cover designs and, you know, my, my development, my e-commerce platform sells books predominantly. So you, I, I seen a lot of books over time. So you look, but also you could look at a billboard, uh, a, a banner you see online, some advertisements, some newsletter. That's a great source of inspiration, particularly if you subscribe to the great combination of newsletters from booksellers Many of them, they just try and outdo with, with, with little beautiful designs in there. And, of course, you get this overload of graphic imagery in the book covers because every book is trying to stand out as it is, you know, book by the cover. So, um, that yeah, that would be one of my top inspiration. I just look at something and like, oh, that looks nice. And then the second question is, can I animate that in such a way, in a, in a kind of way? Can I maybe do that in Camtasia? And then something clicks and I go, yeah, actually, yes, I do. And the idea with the with this eye popping out of the thing, it actually came from, I think, from a book cover. Uh, I can't remember which one it was, but I can't remember. But it was like, oh, there's a circle and there's someone just, you know, the author. I think it was a picture of the author mm -hmm. kind of popping out of the circle. And I thought... 
could I do that with the talking head like video? If I remove the background and I've got the transparency, I can just put, okay. <laughs> so there was, you know, it's a, one of my um, top videos, I guess, successful uh, videos, because just think about it. You know, you don't think about it. It's like, you know, who invented the nail? I could have invented that, but I didn't think about it. <laughs> you know, very simple yeah. thing. That's my inspiration. Well, I, I love that you're wild. taking a, a visual medium that's not a video and and translating that to be something that is video with animations and things like that. So it's it's really probably just paying attention to the world yeah. around you and the designs around you. Uh, I know, uh, you know, in a marketing per perspective, you're always looking at other people's sites and saying like, what are they doing? What's working? So I love that that you're, but you're taking it that next step, right? Now I'm not just trying to do one for one copy. I'm not just making another book cover. You're taking yeah. it and turning and saying like, how do I do that here in this, uh, this other yeah, fact? Because if you think about a book cover, you only have one second or two to make an impression when you design a book cover. And there's another constraint there. The space is limited and the format is limited. So when I was designing book covers, I was always struggling to get all the information in there that they wanted. You've got the title and the tagline and maybe a visual that you want to see and the publisher name and whatever you want to do. Branding stuff, you, you got to put that in there. And maybe if it's a series, you have to make sure it kind of sticks, kind of have a bit of consistency across different covers if you're doing a, many volumes. So a lot of constraints in a book cover. Uh, and then, yeah, that, that really puts a pressure on you like so if you if you think about that if you look at a book cover you think yeah that's boring but actually someone agonized over it and kind of tried to visualize and, and you know, take all this feedback so it's the same with video sometimes okay if you do your own videos you know don't care about anything and nobody's going to criticize your watch them why bother right you're just doing stuff for yourself but if you do if you have to do a tutorial video or something and you want that to be the best you can in terms of communicating and making that person teaching. Maybe it's not you. Making them look great and make sure the information is organized. People don't get bored. All those things, when you create a video, you only have five minutes or whatever you know, time. So then that comes in. You're like, how do I arrange things on the screen? How can I make bring in some bullet points in a non-boring, yeah. PowerPoint-y kind of way? You know, how can I? So, yeah, there's also ideas. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to turn to some more questions and then I want to get to our, the example video that you sent to me so we can walk through, through that. Uh, Scott's asking any tips on to know when to stop tweaking a project? Uh, obviously a video is never done. It's, you know, it's never complete. You know, it's only just, you have to say it's done at some point, but uh, when do you, when do you, how do you decide it's ready to go? I would say when I start when I start editing a video, I you look at the title and you look at the the topic or whatever the uh, like in the in the case of uh, one of my uh, clients and friends, Chris, he records them and then I take over and I edit everything. So that video is already done. It's finite. It's been recorded. There's no going back. We're all you know. This is it. So then you kind of go and. You kind of go, what's the title? What do I need to emphasize? What the stuff that I really need to make clear? What, because he's recording the screen and he just goes through it and boom, the end. Thank you very much for watching and goodbye. So then you say, well, okay, but he's showing something on the left, something on the right. You kind of make that information. But then how, how can you, like, you know, back to the question, when do you stop? 
So you may add some titles, you may add some bullet points, you may add some progress bar to keep engagement or whatever, show people progress through it. Um, what I what I usually think about is this: do one thing at a time only. So don't just bring animate something in here, make something move there, and bounce around and kind of show some shaking. Because the person watching can't really focus on everything. So if you are doing too many things, you if you if you watch the video and go like, okay, I can see this thing moving here, something popped up there, and um, the 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 speaker is actually talking about something in the corner. I'm trying to look there and digest what's happening. It's too much. It's already too much. So kind of thing, you know, it's like one of those little, little tips. When you're doing a transition, simple thing, just drag a transition and the speaker is talking or an animation zooming in and out. Try and do that when there's no speech. Okay. <laughs> so think about it. Because if you're, if you're saying, okay, so you go to the top right and we'll find this function. Here it is. Well, in that little break, you should have zoomed in there. Don't distract me with, or, or like you're fading in over like a second, but while you're fading, your, your uh, instructor says, hey, hello, this is Chris and how are you? But you're, you're still fading him in. That's, <laughs> you know, so then you kind of say, what is hindering the delivery of this message. What's distracting me? I should take it out or maybe move it. If I'm trying to kind of put my lower thirds, please subscribe to my channel and stuff like this. Try and do that, of course, after you've provided some useful value information also, but also when there's nothing essential happening because I don't want you to, I'm focusing on something you're showing, but you're popping this thing up now. What is that? Is that a web address? Oh, okay. So, oh, I lost what I was watching. I, I, I just lost my train of, okay. So that is, that would be, if you're watching your video and you've added so many bells and whistles everywhere and it's kind of becoming distracting from the message, you've done too far. You've gone too far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, 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 as humans, we're terrible about focusing on more than one thing at a time. Right. So I, I think that's, that's great advice. Next question for you, Christy, cause I want to get to, I want to get to this example video when editing, what keyboard shortcuts do you use the most? So you have keyboard shortcuts, particularly in Camtasia that are like must know. Yes. Um, shift, shift and a shift and S to silence shift and a to add animation um that's what i use okay space key space bar to play and stop really um so these are like the most common and a secret one control d which is very useful i mean you know if you never tried that one try making a selection on your timeline with your and then press control d you'll you'll thank me later <laughs> so control d is my i mean i do that all the time when you do you need to do cuts you need to kind of select and then the selection stays there uh, that will click on the thing. Too much work. Control yeah. D. <laughs> but shift Perfect. and A, I would say that's what I use the most. Animations everywhere. Shift and A. Awesome. So we talked a little bit. This is another question from Scott Rogers. He says, uh, how do you gather those creative ideas so you remember them all several weeks from now? You know, like, obviously you're seeing stuff uh, all the time. It's coming in and you see something. Are you taking screenshots? Are you doing something else? I do. Yeah, I, I, I take screenshots. Uh, if I'm seeing something on my phone, I you know grab a screenshot, save it to my library, my photos, whatever. 
So I can scroll back and, oh, I, I, I should have done a video on this. And because because um, this is this is a cool thing, because if you're a visual person, if you see something you like, oh, I need to grab this, maybe take a picture or whatever, then um, you already go through the process of why you captured that particular piece of, uh, you know, visual, whatever it is. So then maybe I don't have time to do a tutorial on it because I think, oh, maybe I should animate this and kind of try it. I, I can try it. I'm not always at the computer. I can't try everything else. But I have about 20, 30 Camtasia projects right now, just experiments, because I like to test. I wonder if that works. Some of them mm -hmm. fail and crash and burn. They don't work. But then when I, that's the nice thing, because if you go back to your library of captures and things and you see them, Obviously, I've got loads. So I, I can't, you think maybe you can't remember why you captured that particular one, what was going through your mind. But actually, I find that when I do that, when I go well, look at it, and I, I I know exactly why I saved it. So it's kind of like, that's, I, I liked it because of the thing. Oh, I forgot about this. I should do a video. I should do a test, see if it works. So yeah, just, just grab screenshots or photos <laughs> yeah i i often am grabbing things and snag it and i use the tags to tag it so i have it so i can look at it later or i like you i have projects uh in fact i just have a few i just did this week we're just testing like is that even possible like i don't even know like and i didn't yeah. invest any time to make it look good but i i was like hey i can i bet you we can do something like that so yeah, I mean, you, you don't always have to look for the impossible things mm -hmm. right okay camtasia is a is a easy to use program and it's got loads of functions and you know you combine those and you achieve whatever but um, sometimes I go like oh I need I wish I could do this or this and then I can maybe try and find ways around it if it doesn't work the way that I think it should but th this idea gathering is is also for me because I am a person that gets bored quickly so I mean, I move furniture all the time. It's crazy. My wife is <laughs> <laughs> So because of that, I this is my like my first thought when I start a video. How can I put something new in this video or fresh? Uh, how can I do something that I haven't done before? How can I improve over the last one? How can I make... Okay, if it's something that has to be in a course and it has to be consistent, that's fine. You know, you just, but even start a new course how can i make this course more attractive than the previous so that's when you go into creative mode and you design all these lower thirds and assets and transitions and whatever put them in your library and boom you're 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 set so um variety would be like the motivator it's don't be boring <laughs> yeah you know? Yeah. And if for anyone who's like, oh, I need to be boring because I need to be consistent. Last week's episode was really good because we talked about some of those ways to be consistent. But even in then, it's nice to find those nice uh, things that you can do to be, you know, be creative, make it more interesting. Christy, I want to I want to go to this video. So prep us on what we're about to see. And we can talk. We'll talk during the video. I'll turn the music down so it's not super loud or anything like that. But before I bring it up, what are we going to look at? Well, I just, uh, two hours ago, <laughs> I just went through my experiment projects and I rendered what I could see was usable and it doesn't look like, you know, it doesn't work. <laughs> and I exported them and I put them together in a montage. So what you're going to see is not a tutorial, but it's going to be like a montage of things that might become tutorials soon, or they might become an asset uh, you can download 
uh, with, with um, you know, some interesting animations and concepts that I put together in my spare time, you know, just testing things out. So maybe a couple of them already made it as a tutorial on my channel. They probably, yes, they have. So, okay. but interesting thing. And I wonder if anyone can figure out how the music scope is done. <laughs> Which for those who don't know what a music scope is, it is a... It's the uh, the little animation with the sound uh, reacting the the visual reacting to the sound the v vu meter is it uh, I don't know yeah the called. vu meter okay so yeah, let's let's the... watch this feel free to explain anything that we're seeing here we go yeah it's too fast I think if you move us out of the way here so there's that vu meter. Yeah, you maybe leave the music, uh, the music a bit. You can't hear the music, but everything you see here is done 100% in Camtasia. No external tools, no plugins. It's a nice card effect. That's kind of cool way if you're introducing a team or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And these are reusable, actually. You can have them reusable. Right, there it is, people. <laughs> <laughs> this one is using that effect of animating the visual, uh, the remove color. Oh yeah, I made I made an effect like that. That's pretty cool. Ah, look at that. From the Olympic Committee, we, we use the rings. <laughs> it's kind of weird that you use pictures of the Visual Lounge, but I love it. Uh, yeah, 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 because I didn't want to put the stock photos in there. I just grabbed a couple of screenshots from, from yeah. your previous videos. That's great. I love the map ones. I think the map ones are super cool and like that one reminiscent of like Indiana Jones. Ooh, that's pretty awesome. Uh, classic Star Wars uh, <laughs> scroll yeah. text. Yeah, so some of these I already planned to make tutorials with, um, how, showing how they're done and kind of the ins and outs of those. Um, so I'm kind of hoping that maybe Camtasia 2022 brings some new juicy stuff that I could play with. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, so of the, of those demos, and I can always go back to it. Like, oh, was there one in particular in, that's like, oh gosh, you were really surprised by, like that that you could make it work, and maybe it was maybe it was easier than you thought, or maybe it was just really difficult, and it would be like, oh gosh, I think twice before I do that one again. Yeah, I think uh, my favorite one is those ink splatter ones that expanded because by accident I figured out that you can animate the. Um, you can animate the tolerance of the remove color effect and combine that with a graphic that is like a grayscale in different different um, grayscale, different mm -hmm. gray uh, levels of gray. So that actually makes, if you work it backwards, the tolerance will let more or less color go through, which means that the, the sort of the lighter hues get removed later. So that was the way I was like, 
whoa, <laughs> I did not see that coming, <laughs> you know, because I animated it by mistake and I was moving it around, just trying to create some graphics with the, with the alpha. So that's got alpha and got remove color animation and images and clipping and all those things in there. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And the other one is the the the, the music, the view meter, which which I thought, uh, I you know what my my attitude is this: if someone says you can't do that in Camtasia, I'm going like hold my beer, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> so I just I just toss that idea around a lot until I go like hmm. I could actually do it that way, maybe. So you try it, you experiment, and you, it works. So that's that's the thing, you know. And the the VU meter is one of those really out of the box thinking, uh, but it does work, and it does react to music in real time, um, the way you see it. So that's cool. Very cool. Very Can't wait to see that tutorial. That, that would be awesome. Uh, Christy, before we jump, we're, we're going to jump into our speed round. For those who don't know, speed round are some quick questions, quick answers. Uh, but before we do that, where can people go and find your tutorials, more about you, connect with you? Where would you suggest? Well, they, first, the first port of call, I guess, should be the uh, YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash graphicious, uh, G-R-A-P-I-P-H-I-C-I-O-U-S for those listening, I guess. Uh, you probably have show notes, right? <laughs> and, yeah, we'll have um, show notes. We'll put it in the show notes. Also, Jesse will put it in the chat for people watching live. So, yeah. So my website, graphicious.co.uk, it seems nobody can really pronounce that word properly. So for that, I am actually taking some measures, some some steps to change it. And it's going to be mylastname.com, kotovan.com, C-O-T-O-V-A-N.com. That's going to become my new website address. Of course, the old one's still going to work. So redirect. So I thank you because yeah. I know you're talking about me <laughs> that can't say it every time. <laughs> no, I'm not really. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. And guys, go check out Christy's stuff. I mean, if you if you saw that that reel, if you're on listening, go. You'll have to find the YouTube channel if you're listening to the podcast. But so many cool examples of effects all made in Camtasia, which I think is awesome. But uh, Christy, are you ready? I know you watch the show, you know Speed Round, so are you ready for this? It's your turn. Yeah, I'm not sure. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. He took advice from last week and we've shortened everything up. So first question, Christy, for you Ooh, out there, Speed Round. <laughs> I know. I, I didn't super... realize it was Oh, you did take the advice. Okay, that's I good. did hey, we listen on the show. We we care about our listeners what they think, so we shortened up the speed round, uh the little trailer there. So but here's the question for you. And this was a question that a couple of our uh, guests or people listening today have asked about. Uh, slight variations. What is the craziest effect you've built in Camtasia? Jeff said, what's the most challenging uh, you know, thing? Uh, Garth was like, what, it's something that you never thought you could do and, but found a way to make it work. So craziest effect, thing that you've made in Camtasia. The craziest one, I would say, first place would be that music meter, which is really complex and kind of weird. But the second one would be the one where I try and mimic the 3D, the appearance of 3D. I try and do that a lot. I'm, I have got a 3D eye, uh, too. I, I kind of see stuff spatially very well. I was amazing in geometry. Um, but that was the one where you, you, you take a flat, thing which video is a flat thing you know mm -hmm. non-stop it's a flat thing and you kind of start to 
turn it around, and then you bring in the little animation, and then maybe let's uh, create the illusion of the camera depth of field by applying a series of blur effects, yeah. uh, different offsets and different intensities in the corners. So it was a lot of work, and the tutorial might might be quite long. Some some people say it's long tutorials, but I think I, I love it because if you put the investment in, you're like, man, that looks nice. And it looks realistic. And you, you, when you watch it, you go, there's no way you did that in Camtasia. And I'm always on a mission to prove, yes, <laughs> you can do much more in Camtasia than you can, than you, you think you do, you can. And just, you know, it doesn't pay to just stick to the basics. Yeah, default, predefined, good enough. <laughs> you can and can Sorry, in Camtasia. Yeah, no, I Sorry. love it. So, uh, Chrissy, you know, obviously you're teaching Camtasia. It's a skill we think, uh, biased thinking, but we think everyone should learn about Camtasia. What's a skill outside of Camtasia that you would recommend everyone learn that will actually help them with Camtasia? Um, I would say the, the main thing is look at things other people design and, of course, not to steal them, but be inspired and more than anything, look for how you create layouts, how you lay things out, how you put them, where you put them and leave some margins around them, leave some breathing room, just assemble something that is pleasant. Things don't jump on top of the other unless you mean for them to do that. And just, but I think one thing that bothers me and I watch some videos and I go, oh, there's a title came in close to the margins, <clears throat> too close to the edge. There's no spacing around it or it's a bit crooked, or, mm -hmm. you know, um, and I know that maybe some people think they don't matter, it's just a tutorial, nobody cares for that thing, but it bothers me. I mean, the visual people, it goes, man, why did you put the thing on on their face? Or why didn't you just leave a little margin? Why don't you use, and and I've, I've created some of these grids to help me kind of stay away from things like thirds and, and safe margins, that's a big one in video, mm -hmm. right? Don't just put stuff next to the edge, uh, just like glued to the edge there. You put some bullets on the screen and you added a background for them. Leave some breathing room. Just just give them some space. You don't have to fill every pixel <laughs> with with things, you know. So that's, that's the kind of thing. Uh, to, just to look for that layout because it draws the attention to the, you know, if, if everything is big, where do I look at first? Right. You know, so I'm right. trying to lead people. That video is a bit of a dance. You know, you're showing the speaker on the screen and then you say, right, now it's time to present something. Move them to the corner and reveal the screen. It's like you're directing a show sometimes, not just here's the video, just watch it and shut up. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love it. I think it's great advice and well worth listening to. Uh, next question. We got two questions left. Normally we ask at this time, standard questions, what's your inspiration? We've talked about that already. So I've got a special one for you. It seems that you have a lot of projects, things going on all at the same time. You're doing all these tutorials. You've got your other work. You're doing building e-commerce sites, whatever, all the things. So what's the secret to keep going on creating new videos and doing all this? How do you, how do you manage to do it all? I don't you don't know. sleep, do you? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't sleep too much, but uh, that's not, you know, I don't, I can't help not, uh, you know, create. I'm a, I'm a creator. I don't want to sound too corny or whatever, but 
I cannot help it. When I was in school and I was listening to a lesson, like my teachers, I my notebook was full of scribbles and, and catches and designs and graphics and logos and texts and little funky stuff. I could not help just sit there and, and not design something. And it comes back to, you know, trying to be always fresh, always inspired, always new, something new. If I've done something for too long, I'm bored. I want to change something else. But if you're doing like tutorials, this is another one where you just get inspired by what other people say and do. And also people who have questions and they're struggling with something and I can't not help. So I've started a series of videos actually where I just I just do one video answering one question that I've seen on social media, whatever. So try and help people really just, uh, you know, um, that's... yeah. I don't think, you know, I watch TV shows, some TV shows that I love, and I watch many of them many times. One of my top ones would be Corner Gas. You may have not heard of it. <laughs> if, if you have heard of it, it's, it's very funny. <laughs> we'll have to check. To we will have to, we'll have to check it out, right? Uh, we've got a couple other questions we're going to ask from the audience, but before we do that, our last speedrun question. And I know you know it because it's always the one that we say is the hardest. Okay. It's the one that we turn it around. Uh, so, Christy, what's a question you'd like to ask me? Man, I've been meaning to ask you this. <laughs> so it's a bit off topic, but you you asked me about how do I rest and how do I relax and stuff like this. Now, my question is this. Does Mr. Matt Peters like to cook? And if he does, what? Oh, that's a great question. Um, do I like it? Uh, sure. I, I will happily get in the kitchen. Uh, I'm not good at it, but I have, uh, my, my wife and my kids are all really excellent at cooking. My, my son lived in Mexico for a little while, came home and like spent a summer, not only cooking like traditional like Mexican dishes from where he was living for about seven months. Uh, he started to, he got a, bought himself a pizza oven and got into like making like traditional pizzas. And so here's the thing. I'm spoiled. I don't have to cook a lot because they're so good, but I, I like it. I enjoy it. Um, I'm not very good at it, but I, I'll throw down. So, and what do I like to cook? I like to do not, you know, I don't know. I think the one thing I, I do pretty good, I make a good, a mean fried rice, you know, Ooh, okay. combining all the ingredients, you know, figuring <laughs> out ways to make that taste good. Other than that, I'm, I'm not super, super fancy. Although I did make uh, with my wife, uh, so we each made one a beef Wellington. That was a lot of fun and challenging to to figure out. I watched a, I watched a lot of videos actually, Gordon Ramsay videos <laughs> making a beef <laughs> beef Wellington. <laughs> the ones where he's shouting at people. Oh, those are <laughs> no, no no no. He would have been shouting at me. What are you donkey? You know, yelling at me and all that kind of stuff. But no no no. It was uh, but so I enjoy it. I. I'm probably not very good at it, but uh, when I get a chance, I love, I love just, I love the community of being in the kitchen and talking and, and, and I really like eating. That's my favorite part. <laughs> yeah. Put the computer away. I love cooking too. That's why I'm asking like, it's a great question. Just do completely different, something completely different from all yeah. the clicking. <laughs> we'll have to do uh maybe we'll have to do a cooking show sometime, you know, how to, how to cook Camtasia inspired <laughs> meals. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Okay, before we wrap up here, because we're, we're getting short on time, Jeff had asked a question I think is, is good here to wrap up. What non-TechSmith piece of editing hardware 
So editing hardware, can you not do without? Is there, do you use any hardware for your video editing besides your mouse and keyboard? I do. I use this particular thing, which I think has come up before this particular piece of, um, it's called okay. a shuttle. A shuttle, uh, yeah. Contour Shuttle Express, this one. I don't like the big one. It's too con too many buttons. But um, I do like it because you can, I don't want to touch it now because I don't want to mess something up. But um, you can map it to shortcuts and uh, like uh, not zooming in necessarily, but like uh, moving the playhead back and forth. So you can turn even it in. One, even one frame at a time, create selections have some, you know, buttons you can, you can hotwire them to do whatever you want. So that's, that's a bit of a time saver. Um, but I'm usually just a simple mouse, uh, mouse and keyboard keyboard. I find you need a good keyboard when I don't have a good keyboard. doesn't matter if the computer is like the top notch, whatever, if the keyboard, I want to smash something, the keyboard would probably be responsible. Usually it's, it's just like you know, sticky keys. Boom. Oh, because, you know, when you're editing video, you get into a flow. So you go like, oh, shift key is sticky. Better stay away from that. <laughs> and then you mind, you mentally, you have these nags, like, which is, uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, uh, great advice. And Christy, thank you so much for joining me today. So much uh, interesting and valuable information about getting outside of the box and Camtasia being creative. Everyone go check out Christy's stuff. So thank you once again for being with us today. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. This was really fun. Yeah, really absolutely. Fun. Always a blast to have these fantastic guests on the show. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget, you can watch us over on the Visual Lounge channel on YouTube, or you can find our, we live stream to LinkedIn as well. And uh, we have a podcast. So this show gets turned into an audio podcast. If that's more your jam, you want to listen to us on a commute or just in audio format, uh, go check us out. Just search for the Visual Lounge. You can actually ask your smart speaker as well to play it. And a lot of them will. I know mine does at least. I, I don't ask it to play very often, but just to make sure things are working. So with that said, make sure you tune in every single week. If you're on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the new channel because starting April, once again, that's the only place the live stream is going to be at and the show is going to be hosted over there. It's The replays are going to be over there on the Visual Lounge channel. So we want to make sure you don't miss anything. With that said, we hope that you're having a great week. Spring is here for us in the, the Northern Hemisphere. It's getting starting to give us hope of sunshine and warmth here in Michigan. And, you know, whatever you're doing this week or next week, take a little time. Do what Christy's doing. Experiment, learn some things, and level up wherever you are. And we'll see you guys next week.